0: Good evening, good evening, good evening. Again, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm glad, grateful, and thankful to see another day. As the scripture says, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Reverend John Mason, Brother Sam Miller, Reverend G. Lewis Timmer. will be joined by Sister Janice Jolita Richardson here shortly. We are the ministry of For Such a Time As This, and we are here tonight with another episode from For Such a Time As This. A few weeks ago, we had started a episode or a series on Who Is This God? We talked about God, the father, we talked about God, the son. And tonight we want to come in and close out this episode with God, the Holy Ghost. So we thank God for you. We thank God for you all joining us on tonight. We bless God for you and we hope and pray that something will be said to help you along the way. Amen. 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 We're going to ask Reverend Mason if he will, if he'll lead us in prayer. So Sam, if you'll give us a short moment of reflection and we'll jump into this and see what God has to say through what he's already said in his written word. Amen. Reverend Mason, if you will.
1: Father, we come coming for you right now Thank you, God. Jesus. And we thank you once again, Father, for just being as good as you are. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you for health. Thank you for strength. Mm. Thank you, Father, for God. You've been better to us. That we've been to ourselves. Thank you, Lord, because you've given us another opportunity yes, to expound on your word tonight, Father. And as always, Lord, our prayer is that what we say tonight uh, through the leaders and guidance of your Holy Spirit, yes, we pray that we are able to say something, Lord, that would encourage somebody, yes, edify somebody. And most of all, Lord, somebody might receive your son, yes, Lord. Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior. Yes, Lord. So, Father, tonight give us the wisdom, knowledge, the understanding, Father. In the name of Jesus. And, uh, help us, Father, to just be able to expound on your words and make it so simple that a child can understand. We believe you're gonna do that. So we thank you just Already, thank you, God. In advance, Father, even before you do it, we just believe it's already done. Yes, Lord. Thank you for it right now. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Brother Sam, if you will,
2: Um, I just want us to reflect upon ourselves, Um, and for those who may listen to this and hear this. And I think we, amongst ourselves, talk about it a lot and how we get distracted in doing things. And i like us to take a moment and reflect upon ourselves. And as you, at the end of this podcast, just reflect upon yourself and say, what is my mission statement as a Christian? Because we have to have something personal within ourselves to say, am I doing all that I can do and we look at it because every day we see the turmoil of what's going on in different states in the U.S. and around the world and, and people are always going to question you know well where is God at and why is God allowing this to happen Are, are you know are we as Christians doing everything that we can in the personal mission statement that God has already given us in his word to do. Are we doing that? Because we don't have to make up our own mission statement or vision statement. God has given us so much in his word to already have one, many, many. But he told us to, compel us to go out into the hedges and highways. And if we do exactly what he wants us to do, then everything else around us will seem small compared to what God would do in us because God created us because he wanted to love us and that's all it is. He created us to love and so we have to love one another. So as Christians, I want us to reflect upon are we doing the work and the mission of what God has told us to do because we talk about how I think we were last night in a meeting that our church isn't full. And, and my thing was that I think we talked about this before. God said that the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. He didn't say that you need to go out and create a harvest. He said the harvest is already there. It don't matter if, and I think I said, if you have eight churches on one corner. It doesn't matter because there is somebody out there that needs the word of God. And so I don't want us to really reflect upon ourselves and saying are we truly doing exactly what God wants to do and not halfway but all the way and and I think everybody wants a, a revival but we have to start with ourselves we have to look within ourselves as well so just look at yourself and say am I someone that people can look at me and they know that you know what He's doing the work of God. He, I can always, you know, I can count on him. I can look toward him. So let's do a, a reflection of yourself.
0: Amen, Brother Sam.
2: Think Amen. about that.
0: Amen. Those of you in TikTok, I apologize about the silence. Uh, Brother Sam is not with us physically, he's on StreamYard. And there's a segment that we do called Moments of Reflection. And what he was saying, unfortunately, you couldn't hear, but he was basically saying that all of us really, as Christians, need to take a moment and look upon ourselves to make sure that we're busy doing what God would have us to do. So that's that's why there was the kind of awkward silence. But anyway, tonight we want to jump into this. We've done two series on this, or two episodes, really. Um, who is this God? We opened up talking about God the Father. What Genesis says in the beginning God and one of my most favorite phrases is if you can get past the first four words in the Bible you shouldn't have a problem with nothing else in the Bible because it says in the beginning God he just shows up in the fourth word of the Bible so I often say if you can believe the first four words of the Bible, you shouldn't have a problem believing anything else that the Bible has to say. And so we dealt with um, God, the Father, and then we moved over to John 1 and 1, which says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made, We jump down to verse 14 and said, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory full of grace and truth, the only begotten of the Father. And so tonight we want to um, conclude again this episode in talking about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. And if you look with us, our scriptures for tonight are Genesis 1 and 2 and then run over to uh, John 16, 13, and 14. And then there's some scriptures in John 14 that we want to look at also. But Genesis 1 and 2 says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and and the Spirit of God moved (sighs) upon the face of the waters. Therein, we have just, identified in those three verses in John, I mean, in Genesis 1 and John 1, I mean, those several verses, John 1 through 4, and then John 1, 14, and here in John 1 and 2, we have the Trinity, and we looked over something the last time that said, and there are three that bear record in heaven, and these three are one us the trinity and a lot of people have a problem with the trinity because the word bible is not in the bible i mean because the word trinity is not in the bible well as i just said it was supposed to come now but the word bible is not in the bible and that does not negate that it is the bible so we want to look at the third person of um the godhead And Brother Sam, I just said something that a lot of people don't catch. I said we want to look at the third person of the Godhead. A lot of people want to call the Holy Spirit an it. The Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus said, and when he is come. He didn't say when it is come. And yeah, sometimes you hear people say, I got it in my walk. I got it in my talk. I got it all over me. I don't know what you're talking about because the Holy Spirit is not an it. He says, and when he is come, he shall reprove the world and convict. And so on tonight, and might as well go on and get it out the way Reverend Mason Brother Sam. there are some people that say, um... Hmm, here we go. There are some people that say that speaking in tongues is evidence of one having the Holy Spirit. We can discuss this and we can go to the Word, but the Word nowhere ever says that. The Word nowhere ever declares that validation of you having the Holy Spirit comes through you speaking in tongues, and even Paul negates that when he asked the question, do all speak with tongues? So that's not true. Speaking in tongues is a gift, and everybody does not have the gift of speaking in tongues. I'm not trying to be controversial, I'm just being biblically correct. The Bible says that God lives on the inside of us. So if God lives on the inside of us, those three are one. Doesn't that mean Jesus and the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us? I don't have to tarry for it. I don't have to wait. I don't have to go sit on the morning bench. I don't have to say all these things. He, he he, He lives within us. And it is the Spirit of God that will tell you, I like to call him the policeman on the inside. And I heard Reverend Mason say, he'll warn you before you mess up. He'll warn you why you mess it up. And he'll warn you after you mess up. And the thing I like about the Holy Spirit is... He leaves us without an excuse for what we don't do wrong. He he, he reminds us. He does just what Jesus said. He reproves us. He rebukes us. You ever did something you know you weren't supposed to do? And after you got through doing it, you felt bad? Well, that was the Spirit of God convicting you. And so again, the Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a person. He is a he. And when you look at John 16, verse 13, Jesus said, Howbeit when he, there it is right there, the spirit of truth is come. Watch this. He will guide you into all truth. Here we go again. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And verse 14 says, He shall glorify me, for he shall receive a mine and shall show it unto you. So, it, how many times is the word he used? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight five, six, seven, eight? Eight times. <laughs> The spirit is identified as He. So, if the Bible calls Him a He, who are we to call Him otherwise? Webmaster. Yeah, I think Paul is trying
1: to drive this point home. You muted. Uh, basically letting us know that the. Trinity, Uh, as you stated before, said that these three are one, and and we see that in in the book of Genesis there, Uh, especially getting to verse 26, where he talks uh, uh, about let us and let us make man in our image and in our likeness. You know when you hear those pronouns there you know he's talking about more than one right and so uh when we see the holy spirit's work in the trinity and that's one thing you can't you can't separate them uh, because they're 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 one uh when, when you look at their functions as far as their their duties uh even over here in Genesis, you see how uh, each one has a certain role that they play, and uh, I, I, I like that because that's something that we see, but it's something that we can't figure out. You know, <laughs> you look at it and you try to uh, separate them in any type of way, and and you can't do it. And, you know, when we when we look at John 14 and verse 16, which we would get to, um, one of those things in there is when he talks about the conflict actually coming, um, he specifies again, he says, he will guide us into all truth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the good thing about that Even though he's guiding us into all truth, uh, when we look at that entire verse right there, he's not just doing it on his own, uh, as the Bible would say, under his own authority. He's basically getting his orders from God the Father. It shows us that there is a uh, what we call a hierarchy, even in the Godhead.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And even though we are three, are one. When you look at the the way the uh, functions are. You know that the holy spirit doesn't speak of himself so whatever is told to him
0: that's what he does
1: that's what he does and that's what he says to us uh, the leading and the guiding into all the truth uh, one of the things i'm so glad about happy about is that i don't have to fear this thing out on my own uh, when it comes down to the truth of God's word, I don't have to sit here and guess and, and, and try to uh, decipher or, or figure what is the truth. You know, we've got the Holy Spirit living with the inside of us to where He leads us <laughs> to all the truth. And what I think you know, about Him, the best thing about it uh, is that if we're willing, To follow his lead. Then we can never go wrong. Anytime we go wrong. It's because we have refused. To follow his lead. Well you might say well. He might be leading me somewhere. Where I don't understand. Well he says he leads us into all truth. Or or let me put it like this: He says he leads and guides us. Into all truth. Right. So we have no reason. To go astray. If we're letting him lead us, I said, Well, how can he lead us in truth? What, what is the truth that he's leading us into? Well, it's just the scripture. The word. It's the word of God. That's the truth that he's leading us to. Well, how do you know when you're not being led into all truth? Well, it's not scripture. If it's not scripture, then it's not the truth. Because the only truth we know about is the, is the word of God. So, the good thing about that is that as he leads us into our truth, he also uh, illuminates us and causes us to see and understand that very truth that he leads us to. And so I'm, I'm glad he asked come because hmm. I can't live this Christian life without it.
0: All right, Brother Sam.
2: I mean, and you have to look at it as if, you know, as if the Holy Spirit is e- essential to our to our salvation. I mean, because without that, that the that Holy Spirit that that Jesus Christ took to the cross, you know, without that man, we wouldn't have no sal- our own salvation, man. That that's our existence. That's our God. Ooh. So without that, you know, and that's the dynamic part of it. That that interaction between the three of them all, because you know, I think it said, you know, as I think in Genesis, it said, it's "God's spirit hovered over the deep." I mean, that that's a lot to hover over. If you think about it, so yeah, man, it's it's, it's dynamic, but it's also essential to 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 the Christian, to not only the Christian, but to salvation in itself.
0: I uh, didn't read a few scriptures that I should have. Let me give everybody a little context about John 16. He starts off talking about these things have I spoken unto you that you might not be offended. He said, They're gonna put you out of the synagogues and some of them gonna try to kill you. And when they do this thing, these things, they're gonna think they're doing God a service.
1: Right. right.
0: And so he goes on he said, Now, because I told you this stuff, you getting a little shooken up, you. Starting to worry and stress and all this thing. he said, I'm 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 going to the Father, and none of y'all asked me where where I'm going. He said, But again, because I told you these things, now your hearts is heavy. Then he said, It is an expedient for you in verse number seven, 16 and 7. Nevertheless, he said, It's expedient for you that I go away, because if I don't leave, The comforter cannot come. And so the reason behind his departure is that him as an individual could only be in one place at a time as the God-man. But the Holy Spirit could be with all of us at the same time. And so he says, it's expedient for you that I go away for if I go not away, the comforter, now watch this, the comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him. There that he again unto you. Mm-hmm. Verse 8 says, And when he is come, no. when he is come, this is what he's going to do. He's going to reprove the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He says of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my father, and ye see me no more. And then he says, Because and of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. That's a whole lot to unpack. It is. We really don't have of, enough time to unpack that. He said, Now watch this. He said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you can't bear them now. Ain't that something? A lot of times, Jesus mm-hmm. will lay some stuff on us, but we're not ready to handle it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not ready to handle it at that time. And then in verse 14, he said, How be it when the Spirit of truth is come, He will guide you, like you were talking about, into all truth. He's going to guide you in all truth. So the Spirit of God will never lead us wrong.
1: Right.
0: It's when we go contrary to the Spirit that we end up going wrong, thinking Mm -hmm. wrong. Saying wrong yeah. because if he's going to lead us into truth, there's no way we can go wrong. If he's, if he's just, just follow me. What does wrong is there is therefore now no condemnation to them that walk after the spirit. So he goes on and says, "But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speaking Now you go again, Lisa. <laughs> And he said, I'm gonna send you
2: sure what happened all but I think we lost internet so we shall return so hang with us and um, I'm sure that they will be joining us shortly
0: I mean, in order to have that ability, and I'm sorry we we just came back on we lost our connection for just a moment, but we're back now um, in order to reject God, you have to have the ability to reject God and so when God made us free moral agents um, excuse me Internet. When God made us free moral agents, He gave us that ability to tell Him no. And unfortunately, we do that a lot. Unfortunately, we tell God no a lot of times. Unfortunately, we don't realize or we don't recognize that we're dishonoring God by not obeying God. So, when the Spirit is leading us in the truth and we go contrary to the Spirit's leading, we're just disobeying God. We're making things worse on ourselves. I hope we're back. This is Jack and Sister Myers.
1: Sam, still there?
0: Yeah, we're Sam? I sent him a message. Um, I'm sorry we got a, kind of got a little thrown off with the loss of the internet but when we disobey the spirit the spirit is for our advantage it, the spirit is God's gift to us to help us accomplish those things that God wants to do because it was the spirit of God that raised Jesus from dead,
1: right
0: and so because we have that same spirit lit out, Now, when you think about that, that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that's living in us. Right. We've got some power. It's true. The problem is we ignore the power we tend to tell the power, I'm not using you, I'm not going to be plugged into you today. Too often we unplug ourselves from the power and then we plug back up when we get in trouble or when we need something. Right. But, but that's something when you're thinking that. Even though we live this stuff called flesh, even though we live bodies that fight Every day, God's plan. We've got the power to always put the body down it's and true. lift God up. But yet, and still, we choose too often not to adhere to the power, not to follow the power, not to obey. I was sitting before I got here at the lake. Mm-hmm. A little while ago, and I saw this gentleman sitting there, and uh, just looking at him, figured something was wrong. And I didn't want to say anything to him because sometimes people get offended at me like that. But the spirit would not let me not at least check on him when God is urging you to do something when God is pushing you or when God is talking to you he's talking to you through his spirit because what did Jesus say he's going to do what I tell him to do he's not going to speak of his own what if we were like that (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. now the spirit is perfectly obedient What's wrong with God's children who have the spirit in them? We have the ability to be perfectly obedient but are perfectly disobedient with the opportunity to be perfectly obedient.
1: Problem with that (laughs) is that if the spirit was the only one that was trying to lead us and guide us and control us, uh, or get our acceptance of obedience, then we would obey what the spirit tells us to tells us what to do. But we have this this war going on that we talked about before uh, between the spirit and flesh. And flesh has been controlling them. Basically, that's that's what we've lived uh, by with the flesh our whole life. Right. So we're more prone to obey the flesh than we do the spirit. Uh, The flesh has a lot of years on. There's a lot of habits that's been made over all of that time. Uh, we we like the flesh, should I say, self satisfaction that the flesh brings. You know? uh, even in our sin, the Bible says that there's pleasure in sin for a season. For a season. Uh, we know what the pleasure of sin feels like, and so even though we know what we should do uh, according to the Bible what's, what, what's right uh, and the Holy Spirit is leading us to do what's right a lot of times we still choose to do wrong because we're used to, to doing wrong uh, if you think about it if you went to another country And once you get to that other country, their culture is entirely different from our culture. Right. So when you get there, what you're used to is the way our culture is and the way we do things over here in the United States. Now, when we go to a different culture, they might do the same things that we do, but they do them a different way. So now you're there, you want to continue doing it your way, because it's habit forming or the habits have already formed, and you want to do it the way that you've always done. But now, since you're in a foreign country, you've got to learn how to do it their way now. You're not going to just step into it and say, okay, this way they do it over here piece Pizza Cake. I've been doing it for years. I mean, do the way they do it, no problem. Well, the new life in the spirit is sore, sore that same way. You've got to learn and grow uh, into this new life of living godly, living the righteous life that God wants us to live. And the flesh is saying, uh, well, that's going to be a problem for you because <laughs> I'm not going to let go of you that easily. You know, you don't perfected this thing of living in sin and living according to the flesh. You know, that's this stuff has been going on a long time. This stuff has been going on ever since you've been born into this world.
0: And now you want to change something?
1: Yeah, now you want to change. and think you're going to change overnight. Now, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. I'm going to show you that this thing ain't going to be as easy as you think it is. I don't care if you do have a spirit living within you and you got all time. Oh, it's going to be a battle going up. And the battle is won by whichever one you feed the, you most. Feed the most. You feed the most.
0: This is why Paul said, when I would do good, evil is present with me. Okay. The good that I would, I do not. The evil that I would not, that's what I do. I wonder how many people tell the Spirit to step back. Not today. But Romans 8.26 tells us that the Spirit steps in and makes intercession for us. But when we don't know what to pray for, the Spirit speaks on our Ain't it, I mean? Isn't it something that we pretty much and I hate to say this, but we pretty much use God when it's convenient.
1: Yeah, we do.
0: I think I said that you added a portion to it. Some people don't need God until they need God, even though they need God. Now, <laughs> there's a word here that we've kind of overlooked in talking about the spirit because it's in John 14 and then John 16 that word comforter comes from the Greek word parakletos. Parakletos means to come alongside of. He's our advocate. But I want to go back to something Jesus did here. And in John, I want to go to 16, but I want to back up 14. Look at verse 7 in John 16. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, watch this: the Comforter will not come. Now I touched it a little bit, but we go back and really deal with it right now.
1: Okay.
0: He says the Comforter will not come, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. John fourteen and sixteen says, and I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Comforter. Jesus just told us he's our comfort. And since he was getting ready to leave, he didn't want to take that away. I don't care what we go through, we can find comfort in knowing that we have Jesus. That's
2: right.
0: We can take comfort in knowing that he's there when nobody else is there. Yes. We make comfort in knowing that he understands what other folks think we should be further than we are.
2: Mm.
0: He understands our tears. He understands our grief. He understands our struggles. And, and sometimes just a word of comfort will do more than money and a lot of other things. Just, just a word of comfort, some some comforting word comforting text a comforting smile Mm -hmm. sometimes just just some comfort for somebody will help you through a situation and the best place in the world to find comfort is in the word of God that's right he said I'll send you another comforter I'm going to see you somebody just like me. And, and look what Jesus said. He said, he's not going to speak of himself. <laughs> but he's going to speak what I tell him. So when the Holy Ghost is speaking, speaking to us, Jesus is really speaking to us. Oh, really good now It woke up. Right. As Jesus sharing those words. Called, oh, the Spirit ain't saying that unless Jesus is talking. It's true. Sure. He ain't, he's not talking unless Jesus is talking <laughs> to him to talk to us <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: and again sometimes when we don't know what to say right like this, he'll talk back to Jesus for us
2: sure.
0: he, he, he has a mission and, and I'm getting in trouble with But and is what he's going to do but um, John fourteen, verse
2: seventeen.
0: Mm-hmm. After the sixteen, he's going send you another comfort. Watch this: that He may abide with you forever. And in verse seventeen, he says, "Even the spirit of truth, whom the world, watch this, the world can't receive." Right, because it seeth Him not. Like that old. yeah. See, the world is the entity that sees to believe. We are the people that believe to see. Mm -hmm. We can't put our physical eyes on it, but we see it in the spirit of Jesus. He says, neither do they know him. They can't see him, and they don't know him. If you don't know him, you can't see him. He said, but ye, his chosen people, his mm-hmm. is called out. Watch this. Ye know him now. Watch this right here. Look, I want you to see this in your Bible. and want it These are not G. Lewis Tidman words. <laughs> right here, these words are in red. So these are G- JTC words. Jesus the Christ. It says, "For He dwelleth with you, and shall be in you." So if he's dwelling with me, and he's going to be in with me, where is he at? He on the inside of me. Amen. Jesus didn't say, you're going to have to speak in me. I'm going back there. He didn't say you <laughs> need speak with tongues. As evident if you have the Holy Spirit. That's like saying that the, the Spirit is separate from the Trinity. What's that scripture, in John? There are three that are record in heaven. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Then he said this right here. These three are one. What? And they are one. Now he said that in the word. Right. Who are we to try to change the word? There are three, brothers saying, that the word said that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yes. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, First John 5 and 7. Let's, let's go there, 1 John 5 and 7. I don't want people to think we make him necessarily. <laughs> I want people to say, the King James Version says, For there are three that are recorded in heaven. It says the Father, I'm sorry, it didn't say the Son, I apologize. It says the Word. So you know you gotta go back to John 1 to find out what the Word is. And the Holy Ghost. And what did it say? And these three, what three? The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. It says they are one. So anybody trying to negate the Trinity, that God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Ghost are one you calling God a lie because God just has done right this yes. all scripture is given by inspiration uh so that's a problem where a lot of folks they listen to people but they don't hear the word for themselves they listen they're not in the Word. all Scripture is given by inspiration. 2 Timothy 3 and 16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfectly, may be perfect, thoroughly punished unto all good works. That right there just says another controversy. Look at verse 17. That the man of God may be perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. Wait a minute. The Bible says you can be perfect. <laughs> Mark the perfect man. Job was a man perfect and upright. He said be ye perfect and I am perfect. God won't tell us to do something we can't do. Sure. The problem is we got to understand God's word as opposed to the word.
1: word. Yeah, it's true.
0: And I say all the time, the difference between the word and the world is the L, because the L leaves out God. That's true. Yeah, the world leaves out God. The world does it their way. That's the only difference between the word and the world is the L, and the L is leaving out the word and putting in their word. Because there's God's word then there's everybody else's word. And I'd rather deal with God's word than everybody else's. Because Proverbs says there's a way to save it right under man.
1: Huh.
0: But the right. end thereof are the ways of death and destruction. Go ahead.
1: So basically what you're saying. There's the word which is the truth. Mm-hmm. And then we have a lie. Everything else is a lie.
0: If it's not in accordance <laughs> with the word. What,
1: what else, else is it? Yeah, everything else is And we have the best source. The word. Of showing us that. Every day. Now, now when he said he was going to leave us and he was going to send one alongside, come alongside. To aid us, or as, as the old folks would say, uh, make it plain. <laughs> so we, we'll say the comforter is also the helper. He comes to help us. Uh, in our troubles and our struggles and he comes to help us or to aid us in a supernatural way because God knew we couldn't do it in a natural way he knew trying to do this within our own power we was going to fail so he knew that we had to have supernatural power in order to be able to do this he even said let us know uh, i think it was first uh, corinthians 2 and 14 uh to let us know that the person without the spirit right the person without the spirit he basically cannot accept the things that come from the spirit of god he can't come there's no way he can understand it he says uh he looks at those things from God and he looks at it as being foolish and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. And so we have a, a great advantage of being able to model Christ on earth. And only the people that are full of the Spirit, only the people that have the Holy Spirit living within them can model Christ and and live godly the way He's called us to, because we have those three living on the inside. So it's not just not just the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. When you go back to John uh, the fourteenth chapter and, and you look at this, and this is, this is powerful here. When you go back to John 14. When he talks about. The spirit of truth coming. He says. "Even The spirit of truth. Uh, whom the world cannot receive. Uh, because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him. But ye know him. For he dwelleth with you. And shall be in you. But when he gets to. The other verse. He says that. Uh, we will come. And sup with you. Or make our bold with
0: you right
1: we was going to set up residence or take up residence in you and he says that we will be with you uh forever so when i when i see that uh what that does for me it gives me the type of confidence now uh Knowing that I
0: can never be led astray. Somewhere along the line, you were just talking about the spirit, and Ephesians five eighteen jumped in my spirit. Ephesians five eighteen says, "And be filled." No, it says, and "Do not be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit." Mm-hmm. People don't understand that the filling of the spirit doesn't just take place one time. Because when you actually get into the correct connotation of that scripture, it means to be being filled with the spirit. Right. So yeah. if you constantly be being filled with the spirit, you're never filled with the spirit. Right. Just like people say they filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. How can you? Do that? filled with the Holy Ghost if you have to constantly be filled with the Holy Ghost.
1: Right.
0: A lot of times we get caught up in what we've heard and don't research what we should know. The Spirit of God is a gift. Like salvation, you don't have to work for it. It's a gift. He does not validate whether you speak with tongues every time you open your mouth and talk you speak with tongues
1: right right
0: everybody does not have the gift of speaking in tongues if you do then paul is a liar which i know not to be the case true the Holy Spirit is the third person of the here. Let's go ahead and wrap this up there.
1: Okay.
0: He was in the beginning, when the beginning began. And like you said in Genesis 1 and 26, God said, Come, let us make man. No, he wasn't talking to the angels. The angels had nothing to do. With um, man being made. God is not ignorant. He is extremely wise. So he wasn't just talking to himself. Right. But actually, he was talking to (laughs) himself. He said, come let us make man. And let us make him an God knew that we would need, I hate to say like some extra or some boost,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but he knew that where we came from, which was a world of sin, right. we would need to be pushed and encouraged and told about doing what's right, and and watch this if, and I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go here, but if the only people that have the Holy Spirit are those that speak in tongues, and everybody does not have the gift of speaking in tongues, we're in trouble. what's gonna lead us? who's gonna gonna lead us to do right? That's like saying God has some favorites. That he chose you to have the spirit of God and not the rest of us. That doesn't make sense. True. Obey the spirit of God and he'll never leave you astray. Remember?
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, I think the evidence of a person having the Spirit of God living uh, as Scripture says, he he comes in and takes up residence. He comes in and makes his home with us. The Bible even teaches us that Uh, the Holy Spirit as far as us being uh, believers in Christ Christians now that the Holy Spirit uh, is a down payment uh, for us Um, it's a pledge it's a it's a guarantee um, that we have it Uh, But I think more than anything is that when it comes down to the Holy Spirit, how do you know a person has the Holy Spirit leading or Holy Spirit living inside of them? Well, first of all, they're going to have the characteristics of God. Uh, There's no way you can't. When you look at where a person lives their lifestyle, uh, there's no way you can live the lifestyle that God wants us to live without having a spirit living with inside. Um, One of the evidences of that is that a person has to realize, and we all realize that, Again, we we have to go back to the battle that's going on within us from Galatians five and sixteen. Uh, the real life, spiritual battle that's going on between us and the flesh. Uh, and The Bible says that these two are contrary one to another.
0: You know, mm-hmm.
1: they oppose one another. You know, the flesh wants to live the way it's always lived. The spirit wants to live, or wants you to live godly. Right. Yeah. So we we have this battle that's going on uh, for who's going to win. Uh, if you say you're Christian, you're born again, you're a believer in Christ. One day you accept the Christ as Lord and Savior when you saw the finishing and work that He did for you. You believe the gospel, uh, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and you believe that he died on that cross for all your sins the uh, Bible says if we confess by mouth and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead says then that we'll say if you've done all of that and, and you're living or trying to live this Christian life and you are not winning at all in any category of your life that there's some way that you don't see that there's a difference in the way you were before you accepted christ versus the way you are living now that you have accepted christ then we got to go back and check your salvation because he says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Old things have passed away, but old, all things are becoming new. And that's the thing. If things are becoming new, then you should be getting more godly. You should be sinning less than you were before you had accepted Christ. So now if you've accepted Christ now, you should see some type of spiritual growth there, especially if you have the spirit living within you, giving you the power to accomplish that work. Because first of all, he's going to lead you into all truth. He's going to be right there. You're not going to be like the natural man thinking that it's foolishness or can't understand it. He's going to make sure you understand it because now he's giving you what we call the uh, illumination of the Spirit to where he causes you to see and understand the word of God uh, the truth of it he, he basically sheds the light on the word of God where there was darkness on the word of God and when you was uh, when you was un, when you was natural unsaved it seemed like the word of God was foolishness I but now it's not foolish it makes sense it makes perfectly good sense to us now when we learn it Uh, a lot of times when i'm reading scripture and and, uh the holy spirit illuminates it causes me to see and understand what i read sometimes i've read something before didn't quite get it and come back and read it again maybe two or three times and i understand what it's saying and sometimes i get a much, much more deeper understanding of what it's saying but there's no way that you can have the Spirit of God living within you. And still be the same person you were before you accepted Christ as Lord. Savior. It's no way. If your life is like that, and you say that you're a born again Christian, then we've got a problem. Mm-hmm. We've got a problem. You could be grieving the Spirit. You could be quenching the spirit. And when you grieve the spirit, you make the spirit sad because of the way you're living. If you're quenching the spirit, the spirit is powerful. And you can look at it like this. Say like there's this powerful towering in the this big flame. And all of a sudden there's water that's being poured on this big flame. And it starts to diminish, to put it out. You're quenching the spirit when you're doing that. Because the spirit wants to be this powerful person in your life to help you and to lead you and to guide you in all the truth, to help you be victorious in this life that you're living. He wants to be there for you to do it. But a lot of times, what we'll do, we'll override the spirit. We know. What the spirit is leading us to do, but we refuse to do. Because we prefer to satisfy the flesh more we do the spirit. And what does the tell us in Galatians five? He says to walk. And walk the word walk is a euphemism for the word live. Live. He says live by the spirit. Right. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You won't carry out those fleshly desires that are coming to you. Because you, you, you know, when you think about the evil, when we said over in the book of Romans, where he talks about whenever you want to do good, evil was always present. You're saying that. What's always present with us? It's the sin. It's the flesh. The flesh is always present. you never be able to get rid of the flesh. The flesh will be able to get flesh. do you know? You ain't able to get rid of the flesh. And what are the works of the flesh? When you read Galatians 5 and 16 all the way down uh, to verses, I think it's 23, you read all of that. He tells you all of the works of the flesh, all of this evil that's going to be part of the battle that you're going to have to be engaged in. He tells you about the the sexual sins. He tells you about the spiritual sins. Then he tells you about the sins of society. Society, you're gonna be engaged in all of those sins as long as you're living, and when you give in to those sins, you give in to those sins by not walking or living okay. by the spirit, right? But by living according to the flesh. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna either let one of them win because vocabulary. One has to win. So it's whichever one, and we say it all the time, I think it's going to become part of uh, us. <laughs> yeah. It's whichever one you feed the most. That's
0: the one that's going to dominate. That's
1: going to dominate.
2: That's if not a tie. Flesh, yeah, that's
1: what I'm You're right. If we feed the flesh more, we feed the spirit. And you try to figure out, well, why am I losing? Why am I not able to live this Christian life like the Bible said I should be living? Well, look at which one you're feeding the most it's not very hard to figure out david said your word have i hid in my heart
0: clean up that head because some people think he can't find it it right. means he stored it up right, right. is right. that a recall to pull from
1: exactly mm-hmm. and that's all you have to do but it's not in there you, you can't, can't pull it. You can't make a withdrawal when that has been deposited. Exactly. That's why Mm -hmm. reading your Bible is really important. Being in Bible study is important. Yes, sir. Being in Sunday school is important. Because life in this world is not going to allow you the time to get the word in you that you need in order to store. Life is going to demand so much of you. To where it's not going to allow you to get the time. You're going to have to take the time. Not make the time. You're going to have to take the time to do that. What Charles Spurgeon said about praying. You know, somebody said, well, I'm too busy to pray. Well, Charles Spurgeon said, well, I pray because I'm going to be too busy. Mm -hmm. And see, that's the difference right there. Because he knew how busy he was going to be. He knew that that was going to keep him from praying. That was going to keep him from Having devotions with God.
0: He knew. So he said, Let me change this thing around. If I pray first, then I can be as as
2: I wanna be. But at least I got the prayer. But Sam the doctor that woke up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he,
0: it? <laughs> the doctor woke up. That's all right <laughs> though. That's all right, ain't <laughs> That's
2: all right. But that's <laughs> woke that's me what up.
1: We uh
0: that's what we need, brother. <laughs> the doctor went to all of that. We're going to ask you, if you will, give us a short bow time, take us out of here.
2: <laughs> no, I, I agree. I don't have much to even add to that. It's just all I can do is put a check mark beside that and say, but, you know, yeah.
0: please. Oh man. <laughs> Trying to get him in the office. He won't go in the office yet. This Jackie, we're going to keep working on it. But uh, well, Brother Sam, take us out in prayer. We hope and pray we've said something that will help somebody along the way. Um, who is this God? He's got the Father. He's got the Son. And he's got the Holy Ghost. God thought out the way. Jesus carried out the plan. And the Holy Spirit will keep you after the plan. So rely on the Spirit of God. He will never leave you wrong. And will we do it all the time? No. But let us do our best to do our best in following the Spirit of God. Again, Reverend John Mason, Brother Sam Miller. i Reverend Tillman. We thank you for joining us tonight again. We hope and pray we said something to help you along the way. We apologize for the technical difficulties that we had. And then went out. Um... Every week something happens. Yes, sir. Before we start in the podcast or right after we've gotten started. So just keep praying, for the Devil, you are alive. We'll be back next week. God be the glory. Go,
2: Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. You allowed us just to speak upon your word, Lord. And we ask you to touch everyone that was on this line or those who may listen to this podcast lord to give them exactly what they need father god tune into them oh lord and let your holy spirit lord lead and guide them lord i ask you to continue to bless these men of god lord and to continue to use them in a way that is above all things father god they could even imagine lord continue to to use them, Father God, and they're coming and they're going, Lord, and bless their homes, Father God, and we thank you for Reverend Mason for opening up his home, oh God, and we thank you for Reverend Tillman, Lord, for all the things that he does, Lord, to get this podcast started, Lord, and to keep us together. We thank you right now, oh God, for everyone involved, Lord, and Lord, continue to bless us, Father God, in a way that we can take your word to higher, higher heights, Lord, and to reach those, Father God, who need to hear your word, Lord. And Father God, we just thank you for using us, Father God, and continue, Lord, just to let us go in the way that you want us to go, Lord, and let not be our way, Father God, but your way, oh Lord. Thank you, oh Father God, for the many things you have done. We thank you for the things that you're going to do, Lord, and we continue just to stand upon your holy, righteous word, Lord. Ask all these things, Father God, and before I end, Lord, just continue to watch over Reverend Tillman as you travel on the highways. Take him, Father God, back to his destination safely, oh, Father God. We bind up everything around him, oh, Lord, and we thank you for who you are in our lives, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for bringing us together, Lord, because had you not, Lord, we wouldn't have for such a time as this, Lord, but you already knew exactly what you were doing. Lord. We thank you, Father God, for the increase, oh, Lord. And we just thank you for all these wonderful things. We ask it all in your son, Jesus' name.
0: Amen. 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 God bless you again. We thank you. Um, sometime, hopefully, before the end of next month, we're going to add an after show where we will put out our Zoom link. And if you've got questions or you got comments you want to make with us, we'll be more than happy to share with you on Zoom. So, be looking forward to that again we are so grateful for those of you that joined us and we apologize about technical difficulties but we are grateful that you chose to be with us so until god brings us together again be blessed may god bless you and may heaven smile upon you take care god bless you